Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Marriage Martinis, mini episode number one um, with life coach Amy. Hi. Hi. Glad to be here. I know Virtually. This is the first time we're doing it remotely. I know, and we're not drinking wine. Oh, yeah, we're drinking coffee. It's like four o'clock. It's not five o'clock yet. Uh, <laughs> all right, if that's your reasoning. Yeah, or- um, I, we're going to do Adam. Tomorrow, I think Adam and I are going to do another episode really concentrating on the anxiety aspect of everything that's going on. I put out a meme yesterday about how everyone keeps talking about the physical effects of everything that's going on and all the physical things we need to think about and worry about and physical space and personal space and all of this. But I want to also highlight a lot of the mental stuff that's going on because as you know as a sufferer of anxiety and OCD myself I know that these uncertain times really affect us and trigger is really the key word there is it's very triggering for those of us who 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 are, do not do well in uncertain times I don't think anybody actually does well in uncertain times but I've wanted to also talk to you about the sort, the other aspects of it. First of all, you were a work. I, I'm going to get this wrong, but you were a work-life balance professional expert. Something with the workplace and balance and life and balancing stuff. What what is the correct? <laughs> I was um, yeah, work life, work work family. At the time, it was called work family, but now it's work life. Um, and what did that mean? So, well, this was at a bank, but, um, basically I was in charge of things like maternity leave, paternity leave, flexible work arrangements, backup childcare, um, and anything related to parent. We had a maternity mentoring program. We had lactation rooms. So anything related to being a working parent. Okay. And so now with everybody starting to work at home with so many businesses are starting to do, I thought that number one, it'd be really great to get a sense from you of how we can make that transition and what we can do. And also I wanted to talk to you a little bit about just home life and self-care and what can we, what we can be doing to make these next 
weeks or however long it's going to be a little better for all of us. So I thought, you know, you're sort of my go-to guru person for all of that. So um, I wanted to have you on and do a little mini episode about that. Um, And my three kids are home right now. Today was the first day of at least two weeks that they're going to be home. So if you hear them in the background, there's a lot of commotion going on. And I think this is just going to be kind of like life status quo right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's start with what we can, what, let's start with, we're all coming together as families now. There's going to be a lot of together time, um, hopefully some alone time in there where we're just going to be able to decompress on our own. And I want to talk about um, what we can be doing right now to sort of prep and prepare and be ready for these next at least few weeks. Right. Well, one thing, should I just jump in? Yeah, go for it. Well, one thing is, forget about all the scariness and all of that. Let's just put that aside and just focus on the fact that we're going to get to be home with our family in a way that we don't usually get. So I know this is different for everyone. Like I have teenagers, so it's a very different experience for somebody with little kids, um, which is a much more hands-on sort of exhausting role. So um, everybody's going to experience this differently. But there are things that we could be doing that we don't ever get a chance to do. So um, one idea is just to think about what it is you'd like to do that you don't usually get to do. Is it reading books? Is it doing a big puzzle with your family? Is it doing more baking? Um, Sort of like thinking like you're stuck in in a snowstorm. And what are all the things that you could do with your life calming down? I just uh, read a rabbi wrote about the fact that... um, every religion seems to have this, or at least the Judeo-Christian ones, where there's a Sabbath. And that seventh day is meant to be a day of rest, um, time with your family, no technology. And maybe, I mean, we're not going to do the no technology, that's for sure. Yeah, but no, I'm definitely not doing No, that. we're going to be doing way more technology probably. But thank God for technology with this. I mean, how did they do that with the Spanish flu? Yeah, um, different than I was thinking when when everybody is running out with the craziness at the supermarkets and everything that's going on with people preparing for whatever it is we're preparing for. All you can think about is we're used to this in New Jersey. We're used to this getting ready for you know, snowstorms or blizzards. When when Sandy Hurricane Sandy happened, we had this. But the difference was was that we were also prepping for most likely electricity being out and not being able to have access to like there's that meme going around right now, like Netflix isn't going to be canceled and mm-hmm. books aren't canceled and conversations aren't canceled and fires in the fireplace aren't canceled. Like there's going to still be a lot we can do. Obviously it's still serious circumstances and we need to keep that in mind, but yeah, but we need to also remember that it's not the same as a snowstorm and the fact that we are going to have this, this other stuff. Well, it's sort of like this idea of instead of focusing on what we don't have or what we can't do, Let's focus on all the things that we can do. And we can watch movies that we haven't been able to see, movies with the family. You know, now Disney Plus has been invented. I mean, mm-hmm. perfect timing. Um, so these are, there are all these things. And um, Danielle, I liked your idea that you mentioned about a family meeting. Do you want to? Yeah, I, well, we, 
we wanted to sit down with our kids. We haven't done it yet. Adam is actually still at work because his retail business hasn't closed. But depending on how old your kids are, I already said to my kids, the first thing I said to them when they woke up and I said that I was keeping them home because there actually is school today and I, I decided to keep them home. My kids have a tendency to, and we just did the discipline and punishment episode where I talked about how terrible I am at structure and keeping them in line. But I know that there are certain things from the get-go that I am going to need to say to them. The first thing I said to them this morning is, this is not a vacation. Let's just get this clear. Yes, I want us to have a nice time together. I want us to relax together. But this isn't a getting up and can we go get waffles and... Uh, you know, uh, are we going to have friends over? And this is a different kind of thing. So the first thing I took off the table when they woke up this morning is you're not asking to go out to breakfast. You're not asking me to drive you places. You're not, this is a, a different kind of circumstance. So you need to make that clear first is that this isn't going to be, it's not just a stay-at-home vacation. In a sense, maybe it is, but also we're going to be living in very close quarters for the next two weeks. I want them to know that they're not leaving their dishes all over the place. They're not, you know, leaving their laundry all over the place. Like they can use things more than once. It's going to be a long couple weeks if all we're doing is picking up after them. Right. So I want to have the beginning. I kind of have the opposite because I have a daughter coming home from college who's miserable because she's leaving school and she's happy and having fun as a college student. And now she's going to be stuck at home. And I have a high schooler who wants to like be off with his friends. So I might frame it different than what you're saying because you have such a different group of age of kids. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be more like, okay, let's party so that they can feel good about the fact that they're stuck at home. Um, I'm sure there'll be boundaries that we'll need to set down the line, but I, I almost need to take the opposite of, okay, let's watch the morning show for the fourth time. Let's watch <laughs> Little Women. Let's um, do a puzzle. Let's bake something. My daughter and I are thinking about redecorating this room upstairs that I've been thinking about. So I'm actually doing the opposite where I'm trying to like make it seem fun because they're so disappointed with all the things that they're going to miss. Mm-hmm. So I think it depends on where you're coming from too. Yeah. And disappointment is a good thing to bring up because that is actually already, Adam and I are going to talk about tomorrow. We just had a really big disappointment from the coronavirus that we're going to talk about. I think that disappointment is also going to be something that we have to discuss, that that, that there's a lot going on in life always and that there are so many things that were going to happen in the next few weeks, maybe in people's lives, kids who have worked all season to get to the basketball finals with their team or a kid whose birthday party it was supposed to be this weekend or a bar mitzvah or a, play. a christening, whatever it is, a school play that you've been working on. There's also going to be this sense of disappointment. And I like your idea of you know taking that energy and bringing it more positively into home, and I'm going to do that too. I, you know, I'm saying it's not a vacation. Everything. Look, I still want my kids to enjoy being home. I still want to make the most of our family time, but there's also, like you said, I had to set boundaries, and I'm going to have okay. to continue to set boundaries more than once. Um, but I, I think that sitting down and talking about that disappointment is probably a good idea, and maybe talking about a time in your life when you felt disappointment 
and how you dealt with it or what you or what ended up happening. You know, I know that when your daughter or when people I know whose kids are applying to colleges and maybe don't get into the college of their choice, I always tell the story of my disappointment with not getting into my first choice. And then thank goodness I didn't get into my first choice because I got into the school I was actually supposed to go to. And whatever your story is about disappointment to sort of make it relatable and show them that it happens to everybody. And we're all sort of dealing with that right now. And that's one thing I think that makes it easier is that they're going to see all, like all their friends on their team also aren't going to the basketball finals and the NBA is canceled and whatever that is for them, that's relatable to put it into perspective. But that's one thing I want to talk about with technology and some people I know are going to take this as an opportunity of let's put our phones away and our, and our iPads away. And for me, that's not going to work because I'm already going to be so overwhelmed that I'm going to want to give my kids access to that stuff. So I'm going to shift my focus of learning away from let's try to not do screen time and know that there's like inherent learning that's going to be going on these next few weeks automatically from this change in life. You know, like there's going to automatically be this learning of number one disappointment, this learning of occupying yourself when you can't go out, you know, and and do things that you normally do. This learning of how do I how do I individually help when there's a crisis going on? What is my role? Like there's going to be all sorts of learning that maybe it's okay if we don't put that added stress of no laptops or you're going to read for an hour a day. Or if you want to do that and it comes easily to you, I think that's great. But if not, I think that it's, there's already going to be so much learning going on. Yeah. Even the learning of how to deal with uncertainty. I mean, you know, the fact that no adults, and you're not even the president of the United States, nobody can tell us what's going to happen. You know, we're all in it together. We're all figuring it out together. And there's definitely a lot of growth um, that's going to come from this in that in that respect. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about, though, with, I was talking about screen time and that I'm not going to, in a sense, limit. That doesn't mean it's going to be a free-for-all. But on the other perspective is... You'd also don't want this huge intake of information on the TV, on, you know, on websites. Like there is just, it is all the time. Well, one of the things that I read about handling the stress, and I thought this was really interesting, um, separate what, what is in your control from what is not. So um, they said there are things that you could do and it's helpful to focus on those, like wash your hands, remind other people to wash their hands. Um, and then what I recommend is you pick your one news source that you trust and you listen to that once or twice a day. And then they put here, I thought it was, do you really need to know what's happening on that cruise ship that you aren't on? Right. That's such a good point. Like I was fascinated with this cruise ship. And meanwhile, I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. And it would get me upset. Um, and I don't know that we need that right now. We've got enough. So can we sort of stick with the news that we need to know? And only through trusted sources, there's so much misinformation going on around, um, on Facebook and, um, you know, so just finding the news source that you like and saying, okay, I'm going to listen to it. And then you can deconstruct that information and share it with your kids in bite-sized chunks that they can handle. 
So, you know, for little air kids, what are you going to say to them? For middle school kids, what can you say? And limit, I mean, they'll see it on Instagram, I'm sure, but, um, you know, you could limit it a little bit. Yeah, I think they don't need to be watching the news with you or listening to the news with you. Right. And I don't think that we all need to have our TVs on as background noise all the time right now. You know, let's have music on or and there's going to be, I bet, in the next few days, some of these bigger, bigger, um, you know, time kids, time magazine for kids probably online is going to have something about it. I'm sure there's that um, that website that my kids always watch. Elastic is is doing a whole thing. Yes. We can include those. I don't know. Can you include those in the show notes, some of those links? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely I will. Um, Brain Pop, you know know that site, Brain Pop and Brain Junior? I'm sure they're going to put out videos that those are more tailored to kids. And, and so I think that rather than having quote unquote grown up TV on all the time, those are places maybe that you can send your kids if they're, if they're looking for answers and we don't really know how to give them. There are places that are putting out that information for kids. And I just think that when I watch the news with my kids right now, everything is, what does that mean? And what is that? And, and I'm having trouble even dissecting it. So I can't even explain it to them. I'd rather just have someone who knows what they're doing do it. Right, right. And it changes daily or hourly. Yeah. Um, but one other thing that I read about stress and the family and all of that is um, keeping a schedule. So um, in the same way on a vacation, you would have a schedule where you'd have your three meals and you'd have sort of a plan for the day, have that same thing with your family. So still have your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, go to bed at a reasonable time, like so that they're not overtired, and then you're dealing with overtired, tired, cranky kids. Um, things like that. If you have limits on your kids' screen time, because some kids can't handle watching a lot of screen time, like I know my daughter turns into a zombie if she has too much, uh, then you have to still limit it for those kids versus my son. He could be on it for four days straight and he'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you could even make that schedule together during your family meeting. Yes. I love that. You know, like what, okay, we all, cause so a lot of kids are going to have work and homework right now. And in some ways that's almost good if you're a work from home parent, if you could turn one of your rooms in your house into the work room mm-hmm. and you all meet there for an hour a day and it's just a time when you all do your work together, depending on how old your kids are. Uh, but, you know, that, that if they help you make that schedule and also if you have a, you know, a, like a system for just like at summer camp when every day a kid wakes up and they have their chore to do at summer camp or maybe right now while you're all home, that needs to be part of the schedule is, okay, here's what you're going to do. And maybe you want to um, rotate. But, um, but right. sure. feeding your kids three meals a day is going to be taxing on everybody. So that's true. Right. But I also I think we that. need to remember that cereal right now for yes. dinner is yes. more than okay. Ordering in is more than okay. Maybe putting funding towards things that we're not usually putting funding towards. Maybe you don't order in during the week usually, but maybe these are extenuating circumstances and we have to just say it's okay. And also you could be supporting small businesses in your area. I mean, I have a little town with lots of great restaurants in it and nobody's going there now. So if we can order in from there, we're supporting them. So it's sort of like a win-win. I saw, I just saw actually online, we have this restaurant called Nicholas in our, it's like the number one restaurant in the state. And they just put out for the first time ever a takeout menu. 
And they're like a gourmet, the number one. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes. So for well, date night, that's a good date night idea. Right, right. Or just, yes, yes, a family or. Right, but, right. Um, I mean, I don't know. It might be too expensive for kids. But but that's those kinds of things. Yeah, there's probably a ton of restaurants maybe that don't usually do takeout menus or even don't usually do delivery. I bet a lot of places are going to start delivering. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and if you really are nervous about that, I don't know, tell them to leave the food outside and pay by a credit card, you know, whatever you got to do. But, um, but I love the idea of supporting small businesses and I think that's great. Um, and another thing I was thinking is, well, first of all, there's a lot of enrichment things going on. So for instance, I saw that our synagogue, they're doing a tot Shabbat. So like little kids Shabbat tonight on video. So the rabbis or whoever, the teacher's getting on video, you can, you can log in and the kids can do that. So maybe, you know, you could coordinate, like, let's say you're working from home. Um, you could say, oh, there's this enrichment activity going on at three. So I'm going to put them in front of the computer for that. And I'm going to work on something else then. Or, you know, just so, so that's one thing with screen time. I was reading, um, I'm part of a mom's group. And one of the moms was saying with the screen time, you might want to, um, dose it out carefully for the little kids, the ones that need your attention, so that when you have that conference call or you have that thing that you need to do with work, they're happily occupied and they're not sick of the TV yet. Right. So, you know, use your technology wisely so that... Um this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You know, they're busy when you need them to be busy. Yeah. And FaceTime in some ways is going to be such a savior too, because it's going to be kids are be able to have kind of virtual at least play dates. And, mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, I think that's, that's really good. Um, okay. Some things that we can do at home together as families to pass the time. You talked about a jigsaw puzzle. I literally just, um, purchased my first jigsaw puzzle ever for me oh, to I'm do. I'm so sad. I can't do it with you. No, it's like a 750 piece puzzle. And I, when I was younger, I used to go um, to my friend's beach house every summer. And I remember her grandmother always used to have just this huge table with a jigsaw puzzle in the middle that anybody could just, when they're drinking their coffee in the morning, or if they're just having downtime, could just put a few pieces in or, um, you know, they, everyone would end up congregating around it. So I thought, I'm just going to leave this jigsaw puzzle in the middle of the room. And then hopefully after a week or two, we'll have a completed puzzle minus the 45 pieces <laughs> that the dogs ate <laughs> or who knows, because you know, there's always those missing pieces. But 
you know, it's something that will just be there that maybe we'll all congregate towards. And even if they just do it five minutes here and five minutes there, it's just, it'll take their focus off. I just have to be careful not to turn the TV on in there while we're doing it. Like just focus and do that. So I love that idea. I love the baking idea. Um, we this morning went outside and took a long walk with the dogs. This weather is very crazy. It was almost 70 degrees this morning. So that's, I guess, you know, it's a a blessing in some sense. Definitely. So, um, yeah. So, hmm? Like dance parties. You can do like put on the music, dance parties, and TikTok. Right. Oh, you I got to learn how to use TikTok. Fine. Yeah, like if you have middle schoolers or I don't know, maybe even younger. Um, but like I've been seeing like my friend did a TikTok with her daughter and it's hysterical. Right. The two of them, you know, like it's just like a good mother-daughter family. I've, I've seen a full family of four do a TikTok. So that's like... And you can share it with other people and not feel so like isolated and alone if you're sharing the silliness with others. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, a few things just off the thing. Make sure right now that you're stocked on your medication, both for your anxiety. You know, for me, I just called today because I'm not quite out yet, but I know that I'm going to, I don't have more than two weeks worth. So I just called today. I, I'm hoping that they're going to fulfill they, it. They're extending too. They're extending. Um, some places I've read. Okay. Um, you know how you, you're usually limited to a certain Yeah, well, I was a little worried about that. Yeah. Um, so make sure that you're stocked on that kind of stuff that you don't really usually think about. I know everybody's been consumed with toilet paper and water and everything, but <laughs> let's not forget about medications, especially for those of us who suffer from anxiety and everything. The last thing we need going through this is to run out of that medicine. Or medicine that keeps you alive. Or medicine that keeps you both. <laughs> both are good. Let's, let's do both. <laughs> Um, and a lot of places I know have delivery. I know Amazon now has a delivery for uh, medicine. So, you know, if that's something that concerns you, I know that people are worried about leaving the house and want to stay home. So there are places that will deliver. Um, I don't know if CVS and everything does a delivery, but you can certainly check. Um, also, um, I... I wanted to talk about, I heard Jack Shepard the other day. This is sort of random, but I, I listened to his podcast a lot and I can't remember what episode it was, but he was talking about how he has been working on, he's very impatient and he gets very easily stressed. So he's been working on when he's in a moment that stresses him out. Like let's say he's sitting in bumper to bumper traffic in the middle of LA. He will, suddenly he will stop when he starts freaking out about it. And just start going through the things in that moment that are actually pretty good, which is sort of what you were talking about. Like, he will be like, um, you know, uh, oh, wow, these seats are pretty comfortable, actually. Or, oh, my kids aren't in the car. I can listen to whatever music I want. Or just rattling off a list of things that are actually good about the situation. Mm -hmm. um, and try to spin it to be like that. So I felt like in a moment when we're feeling isolated and trapped and maybe ready to wring each other's necks, we could start to sort of, like you said, spin it into how you're going to do it with your kids into the positive of, okay, well, I got to spend, you know, a lot more hours with my kids today than I usually did yet. Did I want to kill them half the time? Yeah, but it was right. still time. Like that I don't Reframing, that's what we call reframing. it. Reframing. Yeah. You know, um, okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't get to the gym today, but I didn't have to go to the gym today. Like, or you, know, you danced around with your kids instead. You know, yeah, or you walk the dog. Took a long walk outside. Just things that, whatever that in the moment you're feeling. I like that 
listing, even if they're tiny minute details, um, I think it's a great idea. Um, and so, also staying yeah. in the present moment. So if you're, if you're driving in your car and all of a sudden your mind goes to, I wonder when this will be over. I wonder this, I wonder that, you know, can you bring yourself back to the present moment of just driving in your car? This is where I am right now. I'm able to drive in my car and go where I need to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, start get yourself out of that ruminating, worrying mind about the future and just bring yourself back to the present. And a lot of times breath can do that. So if you take a deep breath, um, you can sometimes, that helps you bring yourself back to the present moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we were talking before about the anxiety of sometimes taking a deep breath right now. <laughs> oh, that's true. Just don't take a deep breath. I want to talk about the anxiety about it too, though. That you, right, you, right, you know, right, right. That's a good and, point. And we're going to be doing, um, I mean, and not just taking breath. I'm just talking in general. That was just an example. But we're going to be actually be doing another, a separate episode about the anxiety and talking to a psychologist about it. But for now, just as a quick... Um, maybe band-aid for it to deal with the anxiety. Do you have any tips? Well, one thing is um, embodiment. So this idea, and I just listened to this woman um, who was talking about it on her podcast and I want to give her credit, but I don't have, oh yeah. Her name's Anna Guest Jelly and she has a yoga thing on online. She was talking about embodiment and how like you could say, all right, I'm feeling stressed. Where am I feeling this in my body? So if you're feeling it in your shoulders, could you do some shoulder stretches? If you're feeling it in your lower back, could you do like a downward dog or could you just do a stretch? So this idea of um, moving your body in a way to help you with the stress, get out of your head. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing you can do. You know, it's sort of like a yoga type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I think a lot of these activities could just be fun. Yeah, just know? to get your mind off of it. Right. Keep busy. I know the second we really start to go down that spiral of, I mean, the the media and everything is just overwhelming. And I think that's adding to so many people's stress. And it's just, it's literally everywhere. And, um, and so I think also limiting, I know that's so hard, but limiting our, our exposure to all of the news and the media and just listening and watching a, a little bit each day, it, it's enough. And uh, also just being kind to ourselves. I think just being yeah. kind. And forgiving. So, yeah, like, you know, and forgiving of others too, because we don't know how people are manifesting their stress. Mm-hmm. So everybody's, I feel like everybody's handling this in very different ways. In fact, some of the people that are more anxious, I think are calmer. It's almost like they're used to being anxious, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then some of the people who are less anxious, I'm finding are more anxious. So you don't really know how people are handling this. Yeah. And so forgiving and kindness to them, but also kindness to yourself. So, oh no, I let my kid, you know, watch TV all day today. Well, you know, these are these are crazy times. Yeah. So just and and maybe taking a nap if you're overtired or taking a bath. Um or, you know, I, I would say, say calling an old friend, you know, think about how little time we get to connect with people. You know, I have a friend who lives in California. Maybe now it'll be easier for me to connect with her because we're not on this rushed running around schedule and the three hours may not feel so different. Yeah. So, um, cause I'm on East coast time. So 
really being kind to yourself, noticing when you're being hard on yourself and realize that like, if you have a little underlying stress, you may not be sleeping as well. You may not be eating as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and all those could make you less patient, um, and things like that. Yeah. Um, Adam and I were about to place an online order for delivery from our local food store. And we saw that it was actually the, the first time was two days from now. And we looked at each other and we were like, wait a minute, why are we doing delivery? Why we need to be letting, like, we need to be opening up those times for the elderly and for the people who have immune systems that are compromised. And obviously if there's already a two day wait, then there, you know, not everybody has somebody to, to bring them food or, and so I thought, first of all, let's be very cognizant of the fact that we, if there's something that you are doing that is going to take away from someone who really needs it, um, we need to think about that, like the online delivery at that moment, you know, I, you know, yesterday it seemed like, okay, we don't really need to not go out in public as much as maybe somebody who's in their 70s or their 80s, and hopefully they'll be able to take this time. Also, I called my parents. Um, luckily, they're local enough. And I said, if you need something, please, you know, call me. And, and even from the sense of our dad and our mom are not so, they're not so good at online shopping and that kind of thing, even if it's placing an order for something that they don't know how to place an order for, or just let's, let's even call and be proactive about asking our neighbor who is elderly or our neighbor who you know is sick, um, anything, not to go over there and expose them to germs, but if you're already placing an order for something or you're already ordering food, you know, you can do for them and just drop it off on their doorstep. Like things like that, that we can be doing that will help in small ways and that our kids are going to see us do. I think are really important. Um, uh, things that we, they can also do when they're home, you know, your kids, if they're drawing a picture, you can put it in an envelope and send it to somebody in the military. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we could do during this time that will like turn it into teaching them teachable moments. And I think that's important. I also think that this is a great time for grandparents since they're stuck, like, you know, mom and dad, and we're trying not to, be um, exposing them to us. And, you know, since our kids were still at school and things like that. So FaceTime is a great way to connect with the grandparents. And it would be a great thing if you're working from home or you just need a break, you could, you know, call your mom or dad or whomever that could face, you know, a great aunt to FaceTime with them and maybe read them a story over FaceTime. Mm -hmm. or do a game over FaceTime, like make it a significantly long talk. And that's a win-win because the kids get to be with their grandparents and you get a break and the grandparents might feel a little isolated now and lonely. Yeah. So this is a way for them to be with their grandchildren. So there's a great, you know, having the FaceTime and the Skype or whatever is such a great tool for that. Definitely. Um, and also we need to remember with our kids, if they're going to be isolated and everything, maybe them being online playing whatever game they're playing with, with their friends online, that might be their only socialization of the whole day. Right, absolutely. We need to be a little bit forgiving of that. Um, all right, well, we are going to put out um, a bunch of lists and everything. Um, you just wrote a newsletter um, with all kinds of great ideas of stuff that we can be doing while we're home. 
Um, and I'm going to link to that in my stories on Instagram. So check Instagram. No, I'm not. You're looking yeah. At me. I, are you, I just didn't know if you wanted to talk about the working from home thing too. Oh, right. Well, okay. Talk to us. Yeah. Quickly about, um, about a work from home space and, and what we can be doing to make, um, that transition from, you know, the business place to home. Right. Most people who are listening probably have worked from home already in the past. So um, this may not be new and that's great. And I think this is a great opportunity too if your employer doesn't usually let you work from home. Now maybe this will open up opportunities down in the future. Um, as they said, maybe now we'll learn what meetings could have been emails right. in, this, in this situation. So if you could do a really good job working from home now, despite the fact that your kids are home with you, you know, one of the, there's a few different things I was thinking, um, and I read some emails on this, like communicate, just communicate with your, with your manager, with your coworkers, over communicate, you know, I'm going to be around from this time to this time, I'm going to be away from this time to this time, just over communicate, it can't hurt. Um, Set boundaries so you let people know, you know, if you're having lunch as a family at a certain time, because, you know, everybody understands your kids are home, hopefully, and you have to work around that a little bit. Um, secondly, come up in the morning with goals. You know, what do you need to accomplish today? What's highest priority? Because um, it is going to be a little bit unpredictable. And also noticing your own work rhythms or your kids' rhythms in terms of when are you going to do your best work? When are you going to schedule your conference calls if you have some choice around that? So if your kid's favorite thing is on at two o'clock, I mean, I know that's kind of antiquated because everything can be on demanded, but um, if the thing is on at two o'clock, maybe schedule your conference call for then, or if they have a play date, or if they're planning to talk to their grandparent at two o'clock. So try to save up some of those activities like babysitting um, for those times. Also, one other thing is a lot of kids are home from college. So if you do need a babysitter, I don't know if people are letting, I don't know how strictly everybody's taking the, the um, you know, stay with your immediate family. Yeah. But if you can let a college kid come in and they're looking for things to do mm -hmm. and high school kids are home too, you know, there's other, there's people out there who may be available to do some things for you, run out and do errands or watch your kids for a bit, play outside. If you want them to just be outside, that could be better. Yeah. Um, I think outside is going to be a big Yes, if we get weather like this, yeah, if you're in a place with good weather, right? Um, yeah, and I'm gonna put all these links everywhere. Um, and I think the biggest thing is, you know, right now it's it's okay. We we need to like you like we both said, forgiving of ourselves, and it's okay to feel stressed right now. It's okay to feel anxiety. You do not have to be super mom or super dad right now. We just we need to naturally let things flow and a little bit that's going to be bumpy and it's not going to be, it's going to be chaotic in a sense. Um, but we can also find, you know, beauty in the chaos, like, like usual and, and, you know, try to just make the most of it. And there are, thankfully, there's plenty to do right now while we're, while we're stuck home. So, um, and I also think this is an interesting time for extroverts to learn from introverts because right this is an introvert time to shine baby yeah this is this is my dream just being <laughs> stuck at home um maybe not with everybody else but just the right, dog. right right um but yeah like like some people are good at this and some people are not so you're going to notice your extroverted kids might be jumping off walls and your introverted kids might be in a corner reading and you know this is the chance for us to 
to teach the extroverts a little thing or two about hanging out at home. Right, right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, we are going to put all this stuff in the uh, show notes and I'm going to put out and I'm going to actually put out a Friday five tomorrow with a lot of this stuff in it. Um, and there's there's a lot of great resources out there right now that aren't so alarmist. If you know that you're a stressed person, stay off the alarmist places. Um, unfollow those people on social media. You got to protect yourself. Um, and, you know, it's fine to hit the unfollow button, even if there are friends out there. Right now, man, if you have friends who are, you feel like making you even more stressed, you have got to dissociate yourself. It is okay. Okay. And right now you have the perfect excuse. You're home with your kids or you're home with your spouse and there's just not a lot of time for it. So make those choices wisely and think about your mental health and your well-being. Um, And that's what comes first right now for all of us because that is how we're going to help the greater good also. We're no good to anybody else if we're not taking care of ourselves through this. And can they they, um, tag you on their TikToks? <laughs> I don't even know how to use TikTok. You don't need to. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I I, I, I don't. It'd be fun to account. see all the people. I'm gonna try it. Maybe I'll have Maybe. my kids teach me. I feel like my kids aren't gonna teach me because no, they're the not gonna want me on there. The people who are listening now. Maybe they could tag us to so oh. see all their TikTok. Okay. I don't. I don't. I didn't even know what that means. But great. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know more than you about something like this? Yeah, I don't know anything about TikTok. Um, but thank you so much, Life Coach Amy. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, we I hope to love to have person. you. Um, and we are going to have some other mini episodes. Um, you know, we have a psychologist who's supposedly coming, who's supposedly coming on tomorrow. Again, right now everything is minute to minute. We have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring with people's schedules and cancellations. Um, so uh, we'll keep you updated. But um, anyway, we are all in this together. So um, we need to remember that we're not alone, and we are all, um, you know. We're, we're all in it together. We're all in this. Yeah. High School That's Musical. Good, yeah. We should all watch High School Musical. I, I think I need to. My youngest has never seen it. I need to show him. What? Yeah. No. That's a sin. All right. Go read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I know that. Oh, yes. Know. Yes. Well, we're going to do a book talk on that eventually, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty soon. But that's a good book to get while everyone's off. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.